Aromatime Bistro presents Wine Time Live, hosted by the Hudson Valley's premier green certified entrepreneurs, Marcus and Jamie Giuliano. So grab a glass of your favorite vino, sit back, relax, and travel with them, sharing their passion discovering unique vineyards, outstanding wines, delicious food, and great adventure. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wine Time. Wine Time. Wine Time Live, um, episode number two. Uh, this is not a daily thing. Uh, maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of days a week, we'll get on and talk about uh, wines, talk about travel, whether we're traveling ourselves at a winery or we're with a winemaker here at the restaurant, or we can get a winemaker online with us, an owner and we can um, do some type of interview. This is about wine and travel and our stories. Absolutely, we love to tell our stories and we love to share uh, where we've been, what we're up to, and um, all the interesting fun wines that we come across. So um, so we're gonna share a wine today, uh, Verdeca uh, grape. Um, this is a relatively rare white uh, grape variety from Southern Italy, now found almost exclusively in Toronto. Toronto and Bari provinces of central Puglia. Um, its wines can range from quite neutral and herbal uh, though through to more aromatic wines with mixed citrus flavors. Uh, it, it is also, um, it is all too easily confused with the similar, similarly named Verdea. Verdea. Uh, an equally rare variety from Tuscany. Yep, and again, there's so many varietals yeah, how many and, varietals are there in Italy? What What is the... So there's a book out there that talks about 1,300 varietals. Um, some experts say there's less. Some of those are mistakes. Um, or they're only making grape wines out of certain varietals. Some say there's more. that They've just, you know, scratched the surface. Uh, we're going to buy that book so I can reference that book more often. Yeah. So I can reference it and actually go there's through it. There's some cool, some really cool grapes down, uh, down south. I mean, there's some really cool grapes all over Italy, but, um, you know, we've... Uh, we're very fond of that region, so. We're extremely <laughs> fond of Southern Italy. Um, they used to make vermouth out of this, correct? Yep. Uh, uh, Verdeca, Verdeca, they used to make vermouth out of. And um, what does this get paired with, Jamie? So it goes great with seafood, right? So seafood, it goes yep. great with clams and calamari, um, and then, you know, pastries stuffed with ground meat. Um, I, I think this is awesome with spicy food too. I mean, I would pair it with some spicy food. Um, Speaking of pastries with ground beef, my grandmother used to make this. Really? My grandmother's from Bari, Bari yeah. right? From Faisano, right outside of Bari. So she used to make what was, what was like in a, in a, um, rectangle. What's the word I'm looking for? Those, Milo? uh, no, in the, in the, in the pans, uh, the glass pans. Pyrex? Like a Pyrex. A Pyrex. Pyrex. She used to bake a Pyrex and put pastry, pastry mm -hmm. dough down, and then fill it with ground meat and put pastry dough on top and bake this. Ah. And it was like a ground meat pie almost. Oh, interesting. And um, I remember growing up as a kid and eating that a lot. So that's indicative I of... I remember ever having that at your grandmother's house. Uh, that's yeah. indicative of the South. My mom would make it too. Oh, okay. So yeah. Uh, cool. So if you're tuning in and watching us on video, we're actually outside in the garden right now. Depending upon what stream you're on, you can see the fire pit in back or not. So um, if you're tuning in and it's just the audio, then you can't see that. This does get downloaded into the audio version and gets, gets uploaded online. 
Um, and so, um, anything else about Verdecca that we need to know? Uh, there's evidence suggesting that Verdecca, like many Italian grape varieties, uh, may have originated further east in the Mediterranean in either Croatia or Greece. Like a thousand years ago, right? Yeah. One of those deals. All right, so um, let's talk about the wine. Then let's talk about our experience at Productoria de Mandoria because oh, we've yeah. been we've been to the winery, folks. We have been there, um, and it is a co-op, and we're going to tell a little co-op story. Um, this wine, if it could be your new favorite summer wine, it could be. It, it could was. be. It was our. It was our. It was our, our yeah. favorite summer wine this summer. Um, so this is. Uh, it's really nice and easy to drink, but it's got some flavor to it. Um, it's got some uh, some fruit in there. Something that people don't, that you have to understand in Southern Italy, in Apulia, they don't grow the grape varietals like Gewürztraminer or Riesling or Sauvignon Blanc. Right. Those, the climate's too warm down there for those type of floral grapes. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, they actually said um, in Southern Italy, which is why there's co what's co-ops, cooperatives, is that they couldn't make good quality wine in Southern Italy that was too warm. So they grew the grapes. And then they'd ship them north. To blend. To blend. Yep. They either juiced them um, and made uh, grape so one juice. Of, one of the podcasts or one of the videos we were listening to today, because we like to listen to a lot of things, talked about um, the fact that, you know, instead of making blending grapes, they decided it was time to make really good wine. Really good wine. Take those awesome grapes and make good wine. Right. So a couple of the families down there, not the cooperatives first, but the individual family. Explain family what a, a cooperative is, because I was a little bit... Uh, it was very interesting when we were down in um, southern Italy. And I mean, we've been to cooperative before. Right, remember in Spain? Yeah. Protos? Yes. Protos so, and the other cooperative. So explain where... a little bit about what a, um, you know, what a cooperative is and um, the benefits um, of a cooperative. So sure. So Italy's have has cooperatives, cooperatives all over. Um, Suave, up north by Verona, was noted for their massive cooperatives. Uh, and so, and down south as well. And I'm sure there's other parts of Italy too that we just don't know, we haven't been to, but Ver, uh, Suave, especially outside of Verona and down south. Um, they didn't have the means, individual families, didn't have the means to actually make- Make wine. Make, make the wine, bottle it, age it. Sell it. Sell it and make money in that cycle. So it was and easy. And I think they're smaller productions, Much right? smaller so production. much smaller production. So it was easier for 500 families to get together form, put all their money together, all their resources together, put all their grapes together, and make wine as one cooperative. Elect, and hire people to do Hire somebody, things, right? elect the president, and um, and go forward from there, and be able to make inexpensive bulk wine, typically at the cooperatives, right. was, was what it was. This is why this is why Suave, uh, the cooperatives in Suave just made really inexpensive, cheap wine. Suave is interesting, because Suave, you have the valley floor, which is loaded with, that's where the cooperatives basically operate out of. And they're still there today. And then as you go up the mountains, where the terroir increases, the, the drainage, the soil, the sunlight, that's where you have the family-run vineyards that are producing high-quality suave up on the mountain, up on the mountainsides. And we've been, remember the one suave vineyard we were at? Not Pra, Pra was amazing. Then the other one that was way, way, way up. I think which one that was. Um, and uh, they, were, they were raisinating some grapes for one of the dessert wines. Uh, if you do not like Suave or don't know much about Suave, we really suggest that you jump into Suave. Yeah, Suave, suave. is um, really something that um, 
You know, I think don't it go gets by, overlooked a little bit. Don't right? go by bolus. It gets overlooked a lot. A lot. If you're a Pinot Grigio drinker and you want something that has more, a little more body mm -hmm. um, and step up, uh, Suave is the way to go. Yeah. And it's not much more money for a good Suave as well. Yeah. Um, don't buy Bola Suave. Don't buy don't buy the inexpensive don't ones. Buy the, yeah, don't buy the big, Look, you know. Look, go to a good wine shop and, and get, get, get some Ask for a nice, help. a good Suave. Yeah. Yep. So, so the cooperatives were set up to help help this process along and pull the resources. And this is how produce is grown today. Per, the person growing the produce is not the one that's marketing the produce in a lot of cases. Here in the Hudson Valley, we're lucky we have a lot of farms. But even some of the farms will put their products together. We buy from Lancaster. Uh, the, the Lancaster. We buy from food hubs, right? We the buy food from hubs food hubs. Kind of, it's almost like a cooperative, except it's different fruits logistics and, and stuff coming through. The logistics right. of it, right? Right, so Lancaster, um, that's a cooperative of like 35 organic farms in Lancaster mm -hmm. County. And they put all of their butternut squash together. They all follow the same exact standards. Um, so that's how that works. Uh, the food hubs that we buy from, the one food hub, Farms to Table, they basically curate everybody's list. The farmers upload their lists so we can see shishito peppers from five different farms. Right, right. We order them online. They pick them up from the farm. They do the delivery, the hub, farm hub. They do the billing. They collect money from us and they pay the farmer. So, right. so, but it's still branded under that individual farm. So it's kind of like a half cooperative. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but a lot of a lot of produce is in cooperatives where these farmers grow for earthbound mm -hmm. lettuce. Earthbound lettuce is not really a farmer. They're more of a packer. They're a brand. Right. And the same Callow Organic. Same thing with all these all these brands. They're not typically they're not farms. It's like Purdue. Purdue's not a farm. Purdue is a brand, and they buy from all the small farms. So this process of cooperatives happens today on all of our food right. supply. So it's nothing abnormal. But in the wine world, cooperatives have been known to produce inferior or less quality wine. What happened when we went to Protos in, in Spain? So so we bought this wine. So I, I'm trying to remember if it was the, the massive. massive. Oh, yeah. Protos was massive. So yeah. we were buying the Protos Verdejo from a very small distributor here. Um, and we thought it was a small wine. We yeah. didn't do our research. The sales rep brought it in. Number one Verdejo in Spain. Got all these great awards. And we're like, this is great. So we're passing by. Yeah, right? we're driving we in Spain. We're driving and we see Protos. The sign. We're like, let's stop in. And uh, we immediately, you know, walked inside and, and we were blown away by how massively big it was. I mean, they had a security guard waiting outside to greet you. Um, and there were, um, and you could just see the bottling line behind him. And the, it, it was massive. I mean, it was like massive, walking massive into a football stadium. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, like, it was like walking to a football stadium. Huge. We were quite shocked. The export manager came to meet us. Um, and spent 25 minutes with us or whatever and did a little small, small tour mm -hmm. through the through the retail space. Yes. And so the first question we asked was, well, how many bottles do you make? Remember how many bottles I, I said? It was million. Eight million. Yeah. Million. Eight million bottles. By far the largest winery we were ever in. And we both looked at each other. When we both, when we both walked in the door yeah, we knew. and the security guard met us, we were like, this isn't the family-run winery that we want to in yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. And there was another cooperative, too, that we ran into. Smaller scale cooperative. But we just weren't impressed with the overall quality of all the wines in the cooperative right um we were buying one of their other higher-end wines but we just weren't impressed we just didn't get that feeling that overall good feeling so we stopped buying those two wines yes um immediately stopped buying those two wines now fast forward to 2019 yes. in the fall our one wine distributor knows our stance on cooperatives mm -hmm. um he tastes us on a wine 
that we fall in love with from Product Doria de Mandoria. We fell in love with their Elegia. Elegia. Elegia, which is their Primitivo. Elegia. Elegia. Some of the Italian names are not good at pronouncing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we fell in love with it. We tasted it and we said, yes, can you get us in there? And he goes, I can get you in there. You know, he set up the appointment. We walk in and it's a co-op. And we were like, oh. oh I'm like, it's a co-op. <laughs> Not a co-op, right? <laughs> was that the one where they had the, the gas? Um, the museum, yeah, the gas pumps. The gas pumps. And they were actually, you could go in and fill up a bottle of wine. Jugs of wine. Jugs of wine. What looked um, like gas pumps. Yeah, with a ga with, yeah, it was a gas pump. It was pretty cool. So Anna, uh, who works there, met us. She did our tour. They have a whole museum there. And I got to tell you. We were blown away. Blown away. Blown away. Blown away. Totally, totally not what we were expecting. And we called the guy who owns, who was a partner in, in the importing company. And we're like, okay, you sent us to a co-op and we loved it. He goes, I knew you would. Right. He goes, I know your stance on co-ops. And I know you don't like to buy from co-ops as much as you like to buy from the small family run wineries. He goes, but this is a different co-op. And I said, it sure was. Great time. Great facility. Great people there. Yeah. And we went to a couple other co-ops while we were in... Uh, Basilicata, uh, and, uh, doing the Volturi, the Al yep. Alianico de Volturis. We visited another co-op up there, which we don't even know where to buy their wine from, because we no, haven't bought their yeah. wine in a while. So um, this is indeed a co-op, a smaller co-op, down in Manduria. Uh, this is their, called their Alice. Alice is the name of the wine. I say Alice, he says Alice. Alice, that's the Italian <laughs> pr uh, pronunciation, Alice. And uh, the grape is 100% Verdecchia. And... Um, this is probably if you're looking into southern italian southern italian wines um in apulia especially you're not going to recognize the grapes cantalay makes chardonnay they make chardonnay but there's not many people that are making i don't think anybody's really making regular merlot chardonnay yeah. cabernet it doesn't really yeah. exist down yeah. there yeah. it's negro amaro it's nero de troya primitivo. primitivo it's uh uh, Fiano, it's a Susumanello. It's a ton of Susumanello. <laughs> it's a ton of different grapes. If you're a white drinker, go straight for Verdecca. Try Verdecca first. Citrusy has a backbone to it, a little bit rounded, still has some minerality in it. Yep. Um, the Fianos tend to be a bit drier than this, um, and this is just an amazing um, the fall wine too. It's got a little more body to it. Yeah, so it's delicious. Um, it's really nice, and uh, it's really easy to drink. Um, you know, but it's got some body, which is nice. So on our 2021 trip in April, we plan on taking um, 24 people to this winery. Mm -hmm. This is one of many. One of many. So this winery has a museum in it because they've been making wine for 100 years or more oh, in yeah, that building. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We went downstairs. Remember, you yeah. wind through all the... All the where they used to. So this is really cool. So the rooms that were downstairs in the museum that you kind of walked through were all, what do they call them, like cement um, holding tanks holding for tanks. the wine. Yep. So up above, you can see there's a hole. There was a hole up above. And they have and glass, the, they have the glass tank, stops now. The tank coming down. And what happened, what they would do is the um, the farmers from all the different cooperatives, from all the different farms would come to the cooperative and dump their grapes in, right? Or grapes their or juice, juice. The juice. And they would dump it into these cement holding cement tanks. fermentation tanks and it was really cool because you could see the wine like the all the, the rooms we were in all the rooms not all but most of the rooms had all these red stains yeah on it. it was really there were cool. concrete with red stains and yeah. you knew they did primitivo or whatever in those rooms yeah but that's the that had a whole intricate um museum of how wine was made in that oh, region amazing all different things all the tools what the people lived with yeah 
um, in the How area. They slept, what they slept on, small little beds, yep. they had baby carriages, um, they had uh, all the different steps that they, that and all the different equipment that they would use to make grapes. It was For the really last cool. hundred plus years. It was really, really cool. And um, this is definitely a place that we were like, okay, it. We normally wouldn't go to a cooperative, but we are definitely going back here. We're, we're definitely going back, and we're still supporting the wine. We love yeah. the wines, um, and great, great people there. Yeah. Uh, we're getting ready to do a tasting with Purgatory Mentoria on September 21st? 21st, 2020. 2020. Um, so if it's this is a timely message to you, 2020, uh, September 21st. It's a Monday night at the restaurant. We do our wine and four, wine four and wines and dish. Four wines in a dish, $25. And we're going to have the importer on hand yep. talking about the same importer that sent us there. Yep. Uh, he'll be here. He'll well, be talking. Tori Manduria, they make uh, an awesome rosé. They make oh. a primitivo, right? That's the Allegia. And they make right? the is Lyrica. Lyrica is the primitivo. Lyrica. And, yeah. they, and the Allegia is. Yeah, like a primitivo. higher end. Higher end. Yeah, yeah, I think retails for probably like $35. Yeah, it's retails. an awesome, awesome wine. It's it's really, really good. We had it on our list last year for $75-ish. Yeah. $70 and an amazing world-class Primitivo. Um, so what happened was in Southern Italy was these cooperatives, the ones that, that stayed around, they realized that they had to be making good wine. Yeah, and they, they wanted and, and to they compete started, with with Northern Italy and and get people to their region and, and sell the, their wines. Right, and the wineries around the corner from them, the family-run yeah. wineries, are producing now amazing wine. So a lot of the co-ops, some of the co-ops, stepped up their game yeah. and are making really fantastic wine. And they're still making the jug wine. One of the coolest things in Italy, and we've seen this all over. <laughs> the co-ops can be very small, by the way. They can be a little tiny storefront. That's literally has a couple fermentation tanks in it. Right. They're making their own wine. Yeah. We saw that in Arezzo in 2009. Yes. And the old old ladies would come in and the, and the old and the gentlemen, the seniors would walk into town with their jugs. With their jugs. And fill it up. Walk in and they tap right out of the fermentation yeah, tanks, cool. fill up their jugs, most of them plastic jugs, and take it back home. And a lot of the small little towns too, um, you know, that you go to to some of the bars or, or the um, wine shops and stuff. They also make wine, and they do that the same they way, do. right? They, they do. have a, they have a, um, a, a table wine, is what they kind of call it. Table right? wine. Table wine. So. At some of these cooperatives, they actually look like gas, gas filling, gasoline filling stations. Yeah, yeah. So you walk in, you pull the handle, and you put it into your jug, and go twist the, and, and you know, just fill it up. You yeah. fill up your your jug like you're filling up a gas tank at the gas station. Um, same type of apparatus. Yeah, really, really cool. Really cool. So we're excited to be going to Productoria de Mandoria um, because it's going to show our guests the history of yeah, winemaking so cool. in Apulia and what life was like. And it's really cool. So like, what they did was they cut holes into all these under underground tanks. Yeah. So you weave through this maze, room to room to room to room. But upstairs, when you're walking in the museum. The tops they put they, glass, they glass on, so you can see down. and they're lit up, so you can actually look yeah. down, and it's really, really cool. Um, so yeah, so really, really exciting. Um, I think that's about it. I think huh? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Driver Deca, Driver really Deca. awesome wine. Go to the wine shop. Come here. What do we retail this for? We're allowed to re I retail during COVID. Fourteen ninety nine. It's fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. Don't. I think it's fourteen ninety nine. So too. Fourteen ninety nine. And if you drink it here, we just add a ten dollars on. Ten dollars on if you drink it at the restaurant. So that's our corkage fee. When you walk into our restaurant during COVID, while the liquor authority is allowing us to sell, sell wine, wine to, to go. go, we're selling a lot of wine to go. So we have two different pricing tiers. 
the you price still have of, to order food though. You have to order food. Uh, yeah. Two different pricing tiers. The price you see there is retail, like you take it out to go and then you just add ten dollars to the market street. Right. Um, so yeah, so we have all their a lot of their wines coming in stock. Their AKA Rose is amazing. When we talk about rose, rose was invented in Apulia. That's where they're saying yes. the birthplace with Primitivo, the narrow oh, narrow Detroit grape. Uh, was the first primitivo that they say was made. No, so, no, no, the first rosé. First rosé, first rosé, I'm sorry, first rosé. First rosé that was made. Yeah. We love rosé too, so, you know, we love wine, we love to share our experiences, we love to take people with us and travel with us and, and just give you a top-of-the-line red carpet VIP service, so. We should have Lucia on with us. Yes. Uh, Lucia is the... If you're ever interested in traveling with us, too, just make sure you give our, yep. our website and everything. But Lucia's... She heads the Rosé Coalition yeah. in Apulia. So she works with all the wineries and markets all the Rosé. She was here last year at the restaurant. Yes. She's helping us plan our next trip a little bit because she lives in Brindisi. Um, she's helped us change a couple things around to make it flow more effectively mm -hmm. and um, add in some cool restaurants that she knows. Right. Um, and... So yeah, VIPWineryVacations.com. We're in the process of moving, switching that site over to be a resource guide as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're traveling by yourself, not with us, if you're traveling with your family, you're not traveling with us, you can go on there and you can get a vintage Fiat ride in San Gimiano. You can get a vintage Alfa Romeo ride in Arborabello in Southern Italy. We'll help you plan your trip. We can help you do we'll everything. We'll help you do all that stuff. Um, that is something Villas. we love, we enjoy. We'll send you to awesome wineries. We'll send you to awesome uh, villas to stay. And um, we'll make sure you're taken care of. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that website. We'd love to help you. VIPWineryVacations.com. Yep. All those resources will be coming on very soon. Yes. All right. So thank you everybody for watching us. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um, we love wine and we love to share our story. And uh, so this is Wine Time, T-H-Y-M-E, a little pun on words. Brought there. to you by Aroma Time. Brought to you by Aroma Time, Jamie Marcus from Aroma Time. And uh, let's see what else. Anything else? That's it. All right, everybody, have an awesome night. Cheers. For day. <laughs>